need a voice because I'm voiceless. This is my story. Oh, I get the irony. Most know me as a doubting priest bound in vocal captivity. Zechariah, they say, what a pity. He looked an angel in the eye, was told the truth, thought it a lie, and all that I could muster was a stammering reply of a denial. I put gospel truth on trial, but even worse, I did it on his home turf. Heaven came to earth to tell the Savior would be birthed, but how can this be? Those last words uttered in disbelief, then the angel struck me immediately, and I could not speak. So, I need a voice, because I'm voiceless. I was doing my duty to my nation, offering prayers and supplications, when out of nowhere came a voice who proclaimed this proclamation, Zechariah, don't be afraid. God has heard the prayers that you've prayed. It's not too late. You'll have a son, John's his name, and he will be great. He called him John. For years, we've called it hopeless. Like rain in the desert, we came to grips that we were airless, barren and destined to be anything but parents, but we weren't prayerless. You could stack up our prayers like bricks to the sky, pleading with God to give us a child. My wife and I, we trusted it's true, but hope is hard to hold on to. When the sound of your home is more dead than alive, the dream dies. And Elizabeth cried every tear from Rachel's eyes, weeping through the silent nights, mourning her children, for even in her mind, they no longer survived. Then, he called him John. Out of one side of my mouth came the doubt, but not presented was the joy now overriding memories of prayers lamented. You'll have a son, call him John. I picture her trying to conceive of this conception, let alone this visitation of an angel sent from heaven. What am I, Abraham, to be the father of a nation? No, this cannot be, for I am old and much experienced. No audience will accept this transcendent revelation of a baby born salient, sapient, significant. Angel, please meet me in the middle of naive and comedy. Give me a sign. Speak no more, he said, and you'll see in due time. Here's your sign. This is why I need a voice, because I'm voiceless. I want to cry, woe is me, but mute is my mouth and absent my speech. So on tablets I scratch and I scrawl furiously. Nobody seems to take notice of me. I'm relegated here to obscurity. But now I see how it is to not be believed and what it means to be the least of these. In a culture that prizes the loud and also despises the weak. So I decree, in my mind of course, I still cannot speak. Once this experiment ends, this muteness relieved, we will be attentive to the ones who beg and who plead for mercy and love and just some decency. Breathe, she's pushing. I want to cheer her on. She's doing it, but I can't speak. A scream, he's crying. What a happy sound. A smile as tears run down our cheeks. Our God has worked it out to give us our dream. And then someone tries to name the boy after me. And Elizabeth protests. His name is John, but how do you convince the world that they're wrong? So I sat down and I scribbled, call him John. Then from the tip of my tongue, I called him John. With one obedient act, I reversed the curse that had plagued me until this boy's birth. And overflowing with praise, out came this verse. God is for us. Like Abraham come before us, we join this ethnic chorus. This child is born unto us, but precious is his purpose. John's not the voice for the voiceless, but a voice in the wilderness foretold of by the prophets in the Torah to prepare for the Lord his people made ready for the coming of a Savior. Yes, John will be famous, but only as a hype man to the blameless. That child born in Bethlehem at Christmas, in him the time had reached all fullness, for he will be the voice for the voiceless. 
for every casualty of power and of ignorance, for everyone who suffered for the guilt of sinfulness and knows for themselves full well the curse of Genesis, where all our fractures find their start in our defensiveness. He'll put an end to this unrighteous self-centeredness and be a voice finally for the voiceless. For those who unaware of sin abide, forsaking love of neighbor and thy pride, living in darkness which we call light, he'll override and speak words of life. Conquering sin and death, rejoice he is alive and intercepts the accusations and the lies which cause us to live with lowered eyes and doubt if God who made us is even on our side. Into the middle of our child he would rise and easily unmask our devil from his disguise. Defense will rest upon God's wrath still satisfied from when he called out from that cross, my God, why? And he will wipe away every tear from every eye. So I prophesy, he is the voice for the voiceless, rejoicing to the joyless, which is what I need, because for the first time I see, I need a voice, because I'm voiceless.